Hey, welcome to this special episode of Hope and Struggle. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going to go on today. But first, let's pray. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for all of our Hope and Struggle listeners. Thank you so much, God, that you or who we give glory to you. Thank you that you will never leave us or forsake us, Lord God. And just thank you for breathing your breath of life into the Hope and Struggle ministry, into our podcast. I pray that you will grow the reach. But Lord, I also thank you for our new adventure called the Bible Babes. Jesus, please forgive me of my sins as we go into this day. I just ask that you will reach all of our friends that need you. I pray for them, Lord God, and whatever's going on in their lives in their bodies, in their hearts, in their minds, in their family. Lord God, you know. And you also said we can come to your throne boldly, Lord God, praising you and asking for your help. I do that on behalf of them and on behalf of me and my husband. I love you so much, Jesus. Amen. You guys, today I'm sharing with you a podcast that my friend, sister, mentor, fellow kind of glam girl, makes me pee my pants, laughing, Shaleen Johnson. I met Shaleen almost 20 years ago. She was first on videos where I was learning to teach a particular format at my gym. Then I got an invitation to come and be auditioned for what is called a presenter. At that time, the specific term was APD, but I traveled to California. One of the scariest things I had ever done, and I had to audition to be a fitness presenter, the ex-chubby girl, in front of all these people. Oh my gosh, it was one of the best experiences of my life. And after getting the position, I realized quickly that God had much more in store for me than just me traveling around to gyms and teaching people how to teach. Oh my gosh, the cool, amazing, ridiculously fun things that he did through that really scary, put yourself out there, get out of my comfort zone choice. He has done so much through it. So knowing that, that's how I met Shaleen. Shaleen, yes, is a fitness person, but she's far, far more a business person than she she is a fitness person. Um, We connect on so many levels, but she is just one of those people in my life that just loves me and wants the best for me. I mean, like, I want to be that person for you. and, And don't you want to be that person for someone else? I hope that you do because... She has encouraged me to do so much. She was one of the first people that ever told me that I had amazing talent. And I had never heard that before. She was the one who told me, you know, all of these things that I was capable of doing. And I'm like, I am? And God used her for so much. The whole reason Hope and Struggle developed was because of her prompting. God's prompting, of course, but her direction. So what you're going to hear today is a coaching call that she did with me as a friend and a sister, and as someone that she wants to not only mentor, but see this idea I have not only come to fruition, but grow and be huge and and, and do it in the right process. So I want you to listen to this call with a couple of different things. Number one, have you ever thought about doing something, but you don't know how to do it? You don't really have the skills maybe or or quite the know-how, but you have this thing you want to do. This calls for you. Have you ever been interested in seeing how this process works when it seems so specific and it seems maybe to flow, um, the process is actually very tedious and there's a lot that goes into it. So knowing that, I won't give too much away, but God put on my heart to create a 
women's group that's for women like me. And yes, it's for me in this time of least cancer and just all of this kind of messiness and not knowing what's going on with him. But God said, Mindy, if, if, if I mean, this was in, of course, prompting in prayer and stuff. He said, you know, if, if you need this, then there has to be other women that fill this void in their life as well. So that being said, you're going to hear more about this group coming. You still have an opportunity to be a part of it. I would love for you to come to the Bible Babes with an S.com. Look at what we're doing. Look at this opportunity and listen to how Shalene guides me and exactly what emails to write and how to reach people and how this needs to be worked and the live calls that need to happen and, 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 the, and just all of the things that would go into a business launch of even something of Christian proportion, how this could very well be one of the best calls you listen to, to make, help you make that plunge or take that plunge. I believe we're all designed for more and we have to do what's hard in order to get that next step. And I think this is a great call and guidance for you. I love you. Let me know what you think. Mindy Lahorn, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to do this. I'm so excited. So we're going to talk, and not that I want to keep it a secret, but I I want people to imagine that they're launching their own thing. So before we even talk about like what the thing is, let's just speak generically. And the only parameters I'll say is that what you're launching is something that will be online, right? Uh, The equivalent of a course or an academy or an online program, and you will be charging for this and you will be offering not a physical product, but a digital product as well as community and support. Is that accurate? That's pretty much it. Okay. So the first question I have to ask, is this something that you'll be offering? Is it going to be like a one-time fee that you're going to charge? Is it a monthly membership? Is it a lifetime access? What are you looking at in terms of a price? I'm looking at a subscription-based product. So it'll be monthly. This is something that I want to launch at a lower price point for all the people wanting to get in in the beginning because I don't have all the kinks worked out necessarily. I know the meat of it. There's some logistic stuff I need to work out. But if we could start at a lower price point monthly, then of course I'm going to allow all those people to stay at that point Hmm. because they were willing to get in there when it was maybe a little bit sticky and not completely smooth. But it'll eventually go up, but it is definitely a subscription program. And so what you're considering is that you'll have like a beta price or a a, a launch price, a founder's price, if you will. I'm going to have a beta price for the first three months. They will be charged monthly. And then after that kind of first quarter initial, let's get our feet wet and see what works and what doesn't. Then I'm going to bump it up a little bit because I feel that the value is only going to grow the more we do it and the more people see actually what there is to offer, what we've got going on, and then what I plan to do in the future. Awesome. And I always like to start with an end in mind, right? Like when we think about a customer journey, it's like, okay, so the first question almost anyone needs to ask is, is this the on-ramp? Is this the first thing that I should offer? And you know that it is for you because you've gone through this process, but for someone out there who maybe is creating, let's just go hypothetically, you're creating an online coaching program for, I don't know, life coaches, let's say, and you've created this giant academy and it's a $5,000 investment. I would just ask that person who's created something like that, like, okay, is that 
the right first thing to offer customers or is the right first thing something that is a little bit more basic or introductory? Like should the first thing be a simple course that could be consumed in an afternoon that's like a webinar that helps people to decide what type of life coaching services they want to offer or which certifications to look at. So I I just say that generally for anyone who's listening to our coaching call right now, like to always think like, okay, is there something earlier people would need? And then once you have plotted out, like what's the first step? What is the second step, the third step, the fourth step? So ultimately, what could this lead to? I am praying that this will lead to not only a really large online community, but possibly different levels to go deeper, different levels to have more time, more one-on-one. Ah. I would I would ultimately love a live event at some point, someday. And, and not so much to teach or train, but for the community aspect and just for people to go home with their cups full of what it's like to be around these kind of people doing these kind of things. You're reaching the goals that we're going to try to reach within this group. And so this is kind of step one. And I've Got mapped it. out you know, just enough to where I know what the next step is. And I'm going to give abilities to go deeper if that's what someone wants as we go down the road. Mm, I love it. Okay. So you have considered this is being the first step that there might be a higher tiered priced offer where you are offering maybe one-on-one services. There might also be a higher tiered price that is just kind of like a, a more specific specialized community. And yes. then ultimately there could be live events. Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. Really, really, really good. Okay, cool. My next question is, because I know community is a really big part and piece of this. And in fact, I might add that anyone who's offering a membership, community is the thing that people, they want. I mean, community really makes it much more valuable than anything else that you might consider. Like we always are trying to add, okay, we're going to give you this each month and this each month and that each month. But the real value comes in community. So, and knowing that that's a big piece of what you've planned, have you given thought to where your community will exist? Will it be on Facebook or will it be on the platform that you've designed this course slash membership? Well, I would love your feedback on this, but my initial thoughts are private Facebook to start there. As the community grows, my initial thought after that was if people do want to go deeper, that then they can come to a different place. I already have, you know, I have Kajabi, of course, because Mm -hmm. you told me to. And I just say yes when you tell me to do something I don't understand. But it is it has been huge for all of our businesses. And that's where I would want to go next deeper, unless during this beta time frame, we decide that Facebook isn't the best place. Mm. There I have multiple options, but I want to begin there. That feels comfortable to people. It's easy for people to get on there. It's easy for them to find stuff, at least initially. And then I think we're gonna play that by ear with the other option possibly down the road. Mm, okay. I like your approach. I like your open-mindedness and the thought that you're going to evaluate it. So let's just talk about pros and cons of having a community on Facebook. Okay. So some of the pros are it's free. It's easy, right? It's convenient. People, they know how to use it. They're already there. A lot of our communities are already on Facebook regularly. 
So those are the things that make it like really simple. I know plenty of people who, without investing any money in a platform, you have invested in a platform called Kajabi. We use Kajabi for many of our programs too. I'll put a a link in our show notes to Kajabi. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Yes. I love them. They're great guys. It's a great company. But there are other companies that offer online course community platforms and some people choose to use WordPress plugins. There's a lot of reasons why we use Kajabi. It is not a WordPress plugin. It's cloud-based. It's super easy to use. It has its own app. You can create your own app for your program, et cetera. There's a lot of reasons why I would use Kajabi. They also have a community element to it. And I will say as transparently as possible, there are other membership type platforms that are a little bit more community focused more so than I think than maybe even Kajabi. But let's talk about Facebook again. So let's say you're that person who's like, oh, I don't want to buy anything right now. I just want this community and you know I'm going to do webinars as part of the membership and we'll have a Facebook group. Okay, well then that's great. Then you have no initial startup costs. That's great. I think some of the shortcomings of having a community a private community on Facebook are number one, what happens if someone says, okay, you know, I'm going to cancel my membership. Mm -hmm. I've done my three months and I don't want to be a part of this community anymore. Now you've got to figure out how you're going to remove those people from your private community. Right. And that can be cumbersome. You also have to consider that most private Facebook groups are not well organized. You can have rules, et cetera. But I don't know what your experience has been, but I've been in so many where you either have to monitor it very carefully or you just, it's a free for all. And there's always those people who like, they live there, they take it over. It becomes their like so <laughs> purpose and function. And like, they're just <laughs> sitting there like waiting anxiously for anyone to post anything. And if no one does, then they're going to tell you about like what their cat ate for breakfast. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> those kinds of things. So it does have pros and cons. So we have, again, we've used Kajabi and we've also built our own membership site with 131. And that was a nightmare. You know, it does all the things that we wanted to, but when I say it was a nightmare, meaning it took a long time, it was really, really expensive. And I think there's some other great platforms out there that those of you who are thinking about doing this might want to look into, like Thinkific is one. And there's a few others that I probably shouldn't even mention because I haven't looked recently to see what their membership stuff looks like. But I've got a few friends who are on platforms created specifically for memberships. And the community aspect is really cool because it offers gamification. Mm. And gamification might mean like, okay, if I'm posting or responding to someone, I get a badge. If I have gone three days in a row with leaving a comment, I get points. And those are the kind of things where you want to encourage people to constantly be using the community because then they're really invested and they're like, yeah, you know, all of the other things that I get as part of this membership are cool. But the main reason why is like, I want to lose my points. I don't want to lose this community. (laughs) So something to think about. No, I get that totally. But I love your idea of like, I'm just going to start it on Facebook so I can get this thing rolling, you know, before I'm investing in, in another platform, I just want to start it there, make it simple because Mindy, it would be really easy to transfer people to a platform. 
Awesome. Later. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, cool. So that's easy. Next thing I wanted to ask you is you've already kind of set a date that you want to launch this. Yes. 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 Okay, cool. And is there a reason why you picked a particular date? There honestly is. I do a thing called Countdown to Christmas every year, and it's kind of this Bible study thing that I do. And that's a free thing that you're going to get if you sign it for this first beta part of this group thing that we're going to be doing. And I feel like that's just a great timing. It's before, it's not too early where people aren't thinking about Christmas yet, but it's a Mm. free gift that they would normally have to pay for. It's my gift to them for, you know, being gracious enough to give me their time when I don't know exactly all the ins and outs of this. But what I believe it's going to allow us to do is kind of get our feet wet through Christmas and then jump off super strong first of the year, which is where a lot of people refocus. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So a couple of things I want to mention. You're looking at a, give me the specific date that you're thinking about at the moment. November 18th. November 18th. Okay, got it. So let's talk about timing and dates. We know that selling just about anything other than gifts that people can buy for others Mm -hmm. in the last part of November, most of December is difficult. So anything that you're going to launch that's related to personal development or something that people would buy for themselves is really hard in December. Fitness, Mm -hmm. nutrition, all of those things, really hard to do. December is just, it's a month where people are, they're buying things for other people. Mm Mm-hmm. The same is true of January because January is when the credit card statements come. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody has any money. Right. And now we're not like, oh, I'm so happy because the holidays are here. It's like, I am so stressed and I've gained 10 pounds. My life is over, you know? So December and January are really tough months to launch. I think because of your tie-in, you know, as long as we've met all of the checklists that we're going to go through today, I think November 18th is you're fine. That's that you're actually going to create some scarcity and urgency that we'll talk about in just a moment, but just something to consider for everyone when you're thinking about when you're going to launch something. Look at the calendar, right? Ask yourself like, okay, who's my target audience? If your target audience is stay-at-home moms or mompreneurs, and you're thinking of launching something you know, the first part of September, that's back to school. We are, right. we're getting there, you know, not a great time. If it's a live event, a lot of people will go, well, how about July? Well, again, who's your target audience? Always thinking, getting into the mindset of the person who you're targeting and asking, is this a good day and time? An example I can think of recently is, I forget what it was we were planning, but our target audience is moms, right? In their forties. Right. And we had planned on doing something on October 30th. And I went, hold on, hold on, hold on. Every mom in America is like scrambling like a mad woman to come up with Halloween outfits for kids. Like this is not a good day. Let's reschedule. You know, so just like thinking about like what's going, even though that's not a holiday, but what is she doing on that day? Like, you know, you want to launch something a week before Christmas. What is your target audience doing? Right. Right. Where is their interest, their focus, et cetera. So anyways, food for thought. Okay. So let me ask you the following. Have you, you do have an email list, correct? That you're going to market this to? Yes. Okay. Beautiful. And have you written launch emails yet? I have quite a few. 
And we've already sent out some pre-launch stuff. Oh, good. I've made quite a few videos also that we in turn repurpose those videos into emails. Just saying, hey, this is what's coming out. Here's more information. I have a squeeze page or a landing page where people can submit their email address if they want to be included in all the information moving forward. And Okay, so you created an opt-in page that was if you want to be first to find out. Yes. Okay, cool. So like an interest page. Yes. Beautiful. Very simple too. Very, very simple. Okay. So let's talk about the seven emails that everyone needs to write before you launch. So before this would be for, for you, Mindy, it is before November 18th, the first email, and this is true for everyone. So write these down. I hope you guys have a pen and a piece of paper out and you're taking some notes. Your first email needs to be the coming soon, be on the lookout. And you want to write that without all of the details. Yes. Remember, the best marketing copy creates curiosity. So it's telling people to be on the lookout. It's talking about the fact that space is going to be limited, that they've got to make sure that they're checking their inbox and following you on social. It's coming soon. That's email number one. If you're sending that to a pre-existing email list that you're trying to get to subscribe to a different list, like, so let me give you another example. But because of the laws governing the way that we can email people and the way that people have to be notified when they're on your website, you can't just say, okay, I've got, you know, 8,000 people who have subscribed to my green juice challenge, and now I can send them all emails to let them know about this new thing. You can send one email to them saying, would you be interested in opting in to this content? But Mm -hmm. you can't just automatically, legally, you can't just email a list about this new thing that you're offering. So you will actually, in your coming soon email, which you'll send to your existing list, that would be the place where you want to say, like, in order to find out about this, you must click here because they're going to have to subscribe to a new list. Okay. Your second email should be your, it's here. It's like your opening day email. And in that email, again, a little bit of curiosity, but more answers to what this is. And this is where you're going to have your first taste of urgency. You just take into consideration how people think. If you're trying on clothes and you love the outfit, but you're also thinking, I wonder if they have this at the other store. And you say to the clerk, I really liked it. And I'm I'm going to think about it and come back. Do you ever go back? Mm. Never, right? So you never want to give people the opportunity. I know this sounds harsh, but it's just a reality a reality of our natural sales behaviors. Never give people the space to think about it. You have to help them make a decision right now. Yeah. So it's in that first email that you want to give them incentive for signing up today on open day. When we do our launches, it's really interesting to see where our highest enrollment days are. It's, you know, it's always on open day and I'll share it with you the rest of them, but open day is a big one because we offer a a deep discount. So you can do one of two things. You can offer a bonus for signing up today on our open day. Then they have to know like you've got 24 hours or you've, you must sign up today in order to receive this. I wouldn't even say 24 hours. Okay. Because even though it's today, 24 hours feels like, oh, I won't forget I'll log in later tonight, and but people won't. So I would say you have to sign up right now in order to receive this discount. And statistically speaking, we know that people are more likely to sign up for a discount 
versus a bonus. Mm. So consider that. In, now that's very interesting. Yeah. You can offer both. That's for sure. Okay. But a lot of people, especially if you're doing something so close to the holidays, you might consider doing a, a discount. Okay. And I cannot then, wait to talk about price point, by the way. Ooh, okay. Cannot wait. Good. We're going to get there. Um, your third email should be, and this is like the next day. Okay. So if, you know, open day, let's say that is November 18th, then on November 19th, you want to send that excitement and gratitude email, which is like, now you're telling them we had so many people enroll and you can, you know, it's really great, especially with women. We're so visual. We want to like, gosh, if you had people's, you know, Facebook profiles that you could have permission to use where you've, you know, a couple of different community members who've already joined and what they're excited about. And, and then it's a lot of gratitude from you, like, you know, and, and this all has to be authentic. Like, how does it feel to know that people have actually signed up? And then in that email, again, you've got to give people a reason to sign up right now. I'm so excited. We've had so many people sign up. However, this isn't open enrollment forever. Once right. we, you know, you're only taking a certain amount or until a certain date. So you always want to give them a, a link in there where they need to sign up that day. Your fourth email is what I like to call the FOMO. So fear of missing out. And so we, you want to like, let people know like, Hey, this is where you want to let them know that a discount is about to go away or enrollment's about to go away. So we tend to say today is the last day for early bird discount or today is, you know, the last time you'll be able to, whatever. I would say to send this email number four, a day before your early bird discount disappears. Got it. Email number five should be a invitation to a webinar or a live video. And you want to tell them like what they're getting. So this will be like a number, your email number five would be like, join me for whatever it is, something that really feels like it's of value to them. And then, but you don't want to do a bait and switch. So you want to say like, let's say for example, to help you understand the power of creating a Christian-based community and how that can improve every area of your life and how specifically to find the right group for you, no matter where you live and how to do that online. I'm going to cover all of this in this live webinar. Click here to and have people register for it. P.S., and this is really important. Every single email should have a call to action because we're on email number five right now, and there's a very good chance that people have only opened up email number five. They didn't open up email number one, number two, number three, number four, right? So you yes. always have to assume like they're not following. Most people aren't following along. They might've seen, read the subject lines, but whatever one they actually opened, it should give them a place to sign up there. Okay. So it's like, hey, join me for this webinar or this live Instagram training or you know wherever you decide to host it. You know, For those of you who are doing this on a shoestring budget, you don't want to invest in an additional webinar program. You could certainly do it on your IG live and turn into an IG TV. You could do it on Facebook live, but I would highly recommend using a webinar platform where people actually have to register, where the process is automated, where they're sent confirmation, they're sent the replay automated, they're sent a reminder an hour or two before the webinar, they're sent a reminder just as you start, like all of those things matter. I know this sounds like a lot of emails, but it needs to be because we just don't open every email. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. So, and again, in that fifth email is where we also want to say, P.S., you know, I hope to see you on the live webinar, but if you've already decided you want to be a part of this community, click here. 
Got it. Email number six is the, we're closing soon, you know, and you always have to have urgency. I mean, urgency is the most important thing when it comes to sales, not fake urgency, real urgency. And that Mm -hmm. is dependent upon you creating something that's special. It's like you're opening this up to a small community. It's not you just roll in all year round. If people want to do that, that's fine. Then you want to create urgency around pricing, but you know, from what you've described to me before we started recording, this is like a really small, close-knit community and you need to close it off at a certain point. So that six emails letting them know like, hey, we're going to be closing soon and a lot of excitement. Like we're going to start on this particular date. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. You need to be a part of this. Click here to join. And then your seventh email that you want to have written before your launch date is your last chance to sign up email. Got it. Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Now, I always tell people, don't think that you're going to write these as you go. Write them all in advance. Okay. Most of the time, I tell people to do this before you t- pick your launch date, but you've already been working on a lot of these, so it'll just be modifying and plugging them in. But you want to write all of these before you pick your launch date. We do this before we launch the Marketing Impact Academy. Once I've launched the Marketing Impact Academy, then I can go back in and I can tweak and change any of these seven emails. Like let's say I find out, which is what happened the last time we opened up Marketing Impact Academy, we have more people enroll on day one than we ever have ever. So because we'd already written all of those emails, it was really easy on the fly to go in and you know revise some of them so that they were truly like authentic and real. And it was like, oh my gosh, we've never had so many people join in one day because of that. You know, I want to let you guys know, I normally, we have enrollment open for sometimes two weeks, but based on the registration we had this year, I really don't think that that's going to happen. You know, so it was like, you can really customize it and you, cause you might close earlier than seven days or 14 days or whatever it is that you've planned on. And also you can hear If you're listening to your audience, right, you will hear their objections. You will Mm, hear them say things like, I've got too much going on. I can't afford this right now. Is this for me? Is this the right group? And when you're listening to their objections, you can address them in each of your emails. Excellent. And that's always surprising to me how often, even though it's the same target audience, objections kind of change, you know? So it's important to listen and to be fluid in that regard. Once you've got your seven emails written, then the only other thing I would say, like if you really want to be ahead of the game here, I would write an eighth email, which is your congratulations confirmation email. Like this is confirmation that you are, you know, here's your login information. I'm really excited. Here's some more dates. Here's what you want to be on the lookout for. Etc. Can I ask a question? Is this the email that they're going to get sent once they sign up? And it's a video for me saying, oh my gosh, congratulations. Yep. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. This might not apply to your particular program, Mindy, but let's just say that along with this community that they're joining, you had created, or in the future, you plan to create a workbook or a journal or a prayer book, or a, you know, morning meditations, like whatever it is, if there's something else that would be a tool that was useful to start, this would be the email that you would want to tell them about it. Okay. Because again, we know that this is the highest opened email. Our confirmation emails 
That is the email that people are like going open, open, open. They're waiting for that email. So they open it. So it's a really, you know, important place to like set the tone. It's a lot of gratitude. It's, you know, what to do. And it's also, if there's anything else that they need, that's where they can find it. Great. Let's say, for example, I'm offering an introductory course on how to get started on Instagram for your small business. And it's a, just hypothetically, it's a $49 course and people signed up to purchase that. It might not be a bad idea for me to also say in that confirmation email, like, here's your login information to my, you know, get started on Instagram course. But knowing that that person who's getting started on Instagram, like there's a lot they need to know about business and social media. And if I have like something bigger to offer them, it doesn't have to be a hard sell, but I should also say like, oh, and P.S., if you're struggling with all of your social media and how to build an email list, et cetera, et cetera, you know, all those things, I have a lifelong academy. If you want like to learn more about it, click here because you don't want people to go like, well, I joined your Instagram thing and I didn't even realize that you had something that was better suited for me, even mm. if it is more expensive. So that's just something to consider for anyone who's thinking about launching your program. Mindy, let's talk about what, tell me a little bit about your program. Tell me who your target audience is. Like, who is it that's your lifer? My target audience is someone very much like me. This honestly all came out of the overflow of my own need and doing the how to find your thing Mm, that, that, that you gave people as an amazing incentive for MIA and just for them to try. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done this a few times with you and I I keep going, okay, what is it? What is it? And Mm -hmm. it's evolved over the years. I think it's evolved with maturity. It's evolved with whatever struggles God's put in our lives. Confidence. Well, for sure. And it's just evolved with, do I really care what people think? Mm. I would because I don't anymore. <laughs> I, I want to please God and I want to do what I'm supposed to do more than I'm afraid of what people will think. And so mm. doing that worksheet, which is just the coolest exercise ever, the same things kept coming up. And it wasn't just the things I like and the things I think I kind of have a knack for. What kept coming up were these needs I have, like as a mom, as a wife, as a caregiver of someone with cancer, as now my mom's caregiver, mm. as a 40-year-old woman who loves fitness still, but her body doesn't work. Wait, you are know, you 40? Barely. Okay. I mean, like like a day. And, <laughs> and, you know, the things that happen to your body as you get older and kind of the emotions and the, you know, the mental things that come along with that. And you're yeah. not, you know, you can't lose 10 pounds in a week anymore. Not that we could ever do that, but you know what I'm saying? And so out of that exercise, I'm like, there has to be women that are interested in getting better, interested in, you know, finding out more about Jesus or growing a deeper relationship mm-hmm. that, that miss real community and real connections with non-judgmental, zero drama women. And by the way, this may be the first community that actually has that. And I'm going to do everything within my power to continue or, or to keep that you know, type of feel in that group. But I need that. I need women that love Jesus and that want to be better, that love hair and makeup, (laughs) that are into fitness, that love to laugh, that don't take themselves too seriously. But in their lives, maybe they can't get to a Bible study every week, or maybe they have been to Bible studies and they don't like them. And my thought with that is it's not the Bible that you don't like. It's maybe how it's presented. And why can't we be real? Mm. Talk about real things, but have fun. I mean, I have so much. I'm sorry to interrupt. Tell me, I'm going to push you a little bit. Tell me what this is not. 
oh, this is not a place to come in and gripe. This is not a place to fight about doctrine. This mm. is not a place to, place to fight about what you believe or to go back and forth about whether you feel tattoos are right or not. Hey, mm. you know, okay. this is not a place to judge others. And, you know, if you wear, let, work out pants that are tied every day and you feel that that's wrong, this is not the group mm, okay. for you. Okay. This is a group where we're going to try to keep the main thing the main thing. And what the main thing is, is love first. It says in the Bible that we're supposed to be known. Christians are supposed to be known by our love. And let's be honest, that's probably the last thing mm. that Christians are known for. Well, I want to change Sadly, that. yeah. Sadly, I know. And, I, and I'm a Christian, so please, I'm not judging anybody or anything. But why can't we cultivate a group where none of that stuff is allowed? It is not for people who, you know, turn their nose up at certain things. It's for people who want honest, great, like-minded women to be in their back pocket, to have their backs, people they want to pray for them. And it's not for anyone that gets too upset too easily. You've got mm. to be able to laugh. <laughs> and, and can I share a story? Yes, you can. Hold on to that. I, I, I can picture you right now crossing your fingers. I yeah, know. My, fi my fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> is this only for females? It is right now. Why do you say right now? Well, because I don't know what, how it's going to evolve. No, be bold in that. Be bold in that. You know, because I think we're so afraid to exclude anyone. Okay. But no. because of that, it's harder to, like, you know, I get it. it's niche. okay. You know, just, okay. yeah, niche it. Okay. And what age is she? She's, I would say, between 30 and 55. Like, I'm going to make it broad. Okay. And so you've described to me a little bit about what type of person this is right for. What is it? What is it you're launching? What is this thing? Try to, if you can right now and take a moment. Okay. We're riding down an elevator from the 11th floor and you've <laughs> got to tell me that you own and operate a membership site that does what? What problem does it solve? Okay. And who does it serve? Okay. And what do they get? Okay. How are they transformed or how is life made better? Like when I say, what do they get? Like, is that transformation? Is that something mm -hmm. specifically people receive? Okay. So do your best. Here we go. Okay. Well, do you have a name for it as well? Yeah. I, I think I'm sticking with Bible babes. Bible babes. Okay. So Mindy, tell me what is Bible babes? Bible babes is a non-judgmental, zero drama, Bible-based women's group. We can come together as a community, learn more about Jesus, an opportunity to have a deeper walk with Him, and a real relationship with other women while having fun being girls, talking about hair and lashes and makeup are all a part of this group. Jesus is this foundation, but all the other things that we would talk about if we were like all having coffee or we were at a slumber party, which... You know, I don't know if anybody does slumber parties, but <laughs> all the fun things that we would talk about and do about how we found discounts. And oh my gosh, if you get this flat iron, this is how you do your hair, in addition to probably some really heavy topics. But it's a community for the, a woman who does not have that in her life and can't find a community or people like that. Mm, okay, this is good. And I'm going to keep having you refine it even more and more because there are certain terms you're giving me in there that make it unique. And there, there are certain things that you're sharing with me that sound a little bit more generic, like a place to connect with your faith, a place to connect with other women. But you're really creating a space for a particular type of Christian woman who, what problem are you solving for her? 
And this comes oh so much out of the overflow of my own heart. I love Jesus so much. Point blank, boom. But it's interesting, those of us that are Christians that also take care of ourselves and work out and do our hair and do makeup and love to do fun, silly things, that sometimes is frowned upon in the Christian community. And the Bible doesn't say anything about that. And mm. I, I want to feed the need of so many women that don't feel like they have a place to have fun anymore. Mm. And they're being moms and wives and business women, and many people own their own business or maybe a couple. And we just feel so beat down that we have to fit into this mold and just move forward in like our, you know, leggings and vest every day. And it, and it doesn't have to be like mm -hmm. that. And I think maybe we need permission. Okay. So what I'm going to tell you to do here is to be, I almost feel like you're trying to be apologetic in your description and oh, to not okay, no, hurt anyone's feelings yeah. or have anyone feel excluded. And I want everyone to know that when you niche, you are going to exclude people yeah, yeah, so I that you are boldly putting out there what's unique about what, what it is you offer. So if I am generalizing and interpreting what you are saying in a roundabout way is that this is a community that you've created for the woman, for the Christian woman who sometimes feels conflicted by her more glamorous pursuits. She loves lashes. She loves to shop. She loves yes. fashion. She likes, she wants to talk about cosmetic surgery and she wants to <laughs> talk about menopause and, you know, like do those waist trainer things really work? And do you actually like Fabletics? Like all of these things, yes. but without having to feel like I'm in uh-oh, I'm in a Christian community. Are people going to judge me for this? So yeah. it's a place almost, it's for the Christian woman who likes to take care of her, not that any woman doesn't like to take care of her appearance, but like likes all of the girly things, all the girly, glamorous things. I really like what you said about feels conflicted because that is very true as a Christian woman. And depending on how we grew up, it's very true that we feel conflicted. Okay, so to everyone who's out there, when you describe what it is you offer, you want people nodding, going, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I, yes, I need that. So yes. you want to use words like for the girly, glamorous Christian woman who sometimes feels conflicted by her interest in these things. Okay. So that she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're saying like, you know, to connect with Jesus and to walk but, but in your faith. That's those, a huge part of it, though. You that's know? a huge part of it. But that's not the part that's like, yes, yes, that's me. It's like, well, that's kind of like, well, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> right. But yeah. you want people going like, that's me. Okay. You know, okay. you want people like going, no way. Other, oh, my gosh. There's other people on the planet that are like this. Mm -hmm. And to do that boldly, you have to state the thing that you know may offend some. So let me just ask you and be very blunt. Is this my group? If I have no interest in fashion, makeup, mm -hmm. clothes, of course I take care of my appearance. And yes, I exercise, but I don't even understand, nor do I have any interest in hair extensions or Botox <laughs> or yes, yes. lashes. Is this the group for me? Okay. Why do you always say it best? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. How can I still say it like that? Because I, I liked, I mean, I liked pretty much all of that. Is this the group for me? Okay. Is it? I'm asking. Well, it's definitely the group for you. No, I it, know but you. If I, let, let's pretend I'm the girl or the woman who's, I have a strong Christian faith. I love women who, I, and there's no judgment on my part of women who are into fashion and, and Botox and lashes and Bravo TV and all the things, but I don't have any interest in it whatsoever. I don't even get it. 
Is this the right group for me? I don't think this is probably going to be the right group. It's not the right group. And you have to tell her that. It's the anti-cell. And that's how you really gain trust and a stronger acknowledgement for the women who are looking for this group. And you you literally have to be okay with saying that, saying it's not a judgment thing. There's a group out there for you, but you will not be well served in this community if these things aren't of legitimate interest to you in addition to your interest in your faith. So you want to be really bold in what makes this community different. Okay. I have to know who it's not for. Yeah. Because you're doing a disservice to anyone. You're doing a disservice to the community who's really into these girly, glamorous things. Okay. I'm just struggling with how to say it properly, but I think I can get to it. Okay. The other thing I might mention is just semantics. You said, we don't know exactly what this is or exactly what it's going to look like or how it's going to turn out. I know you're using that language with me, Mm -hmm. right? And it's kind of like off the record, but don't use any of that language when you're speaking about this membership site online, in social, in your emails, et cetera, because that makes me feel uncertain and unclear and that you're not clear. I need to know that you are the leader. You know exactly what this is going to be. Okay. And that I am safe with you. You've got it all figured out, even if you don't. Okay. And then also you refer to it as a community, which is important, but also community, I think, tends to imply free and it also tends to imply. Okay, um, what did I say then? Yeah, yeah. I would say a a very special, a private membership Mm -hmm. or, you know, a online. uh, Yeah, I think think membership's probably the right online membership. membership. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think obviously you're going to use the term community is such a strong piece of this. But- Membership community. Yes. Now, what do I get? I know that I'm going to have the community, but what do I get? Yeah. Well, you're going to get, uh, well. Like, is there something I'm going to get daily? Are there videos? Is there prayer? Is there weekly meetings? Like, what do I get? Well, we get a weekly meeting. It's going to be live. And on the, all of the meetings, I will have a special guest, someone to come in and, and talk to us about different things or share discounts with us on fun, girly stuff. Even Dr. Michaela. It's going mm. to be on at one point. And they're also going to get to be part of the group. Well, there'll be a post in there most every day. I will be doing live prayer within there a couple of times a week. And Wait, go be- slower because I'm going to write notes. So okay. there's one weekly live. live. Mm-hmm. We'll come up with the right word, like in-depth training, mentoring, girly glam, deep dive, something like that. Okay. With Q&As, right? Sure. So that's weekly. Okay. Next was, what do I get daily? Uh, well, should we get them something daily? I don't know. You know, look, look, that's a good question. That's one of the things that you'll figure out because sometimes, don't forget this, when you're doing a membership site, right, and people are going to pay this month and next month, if you're doing something every single day and I only log in once a week, oh yeah, I know I've missed, so like six of those days I feel like are a waste. Right. And that you're just, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm like the worst at this. I always give people too much and I, and less is more. You never want a membership site to feel like work. Yeah. Okay. So then, well, my initial thought with emails is to send them two a week in the beginning, maybe one in the week later on, but within those emails, of course, will be one of them will be the recorded call for the week. Okay. If they missed it. And the other one will be something of value, whether it's a devotional or me praying with them live or audio. Cause you know, we just put a little audio in there or maybe just some fun finds, girly fun finds here. And then within the Facebook group, I mean, I really just want to, you know, 
do a couple of times a week. Number one, one's a reminder how to get on the call. Maybe one's the recorded call. And then one or two a week are just some extra little odd, you know, devos or prayer type of things. But no, I, I just don't think I could, would want to do every day anyway. Okay. So I wouldn't provide content inside the Facebook group. Okay. You want, you want people to know like, where, where do I get my content? So if it's like some of it's in the Facebook group and some of it's in our online membership site, it gets confusing. So I would only use reminders in your Facebook group. It's either okay. like one or the other, like you either put your content on the Facebook group or you put your content in the membership site, but I wouldn't do both. I wouldn't. Okay, no, I, I would rather do membership site and then just do reminders and invitations and stuff like that on the Facebook page. And you might even use your Facebook page to drive people to your membership site. In other words, guys, today our topic is we're doing a, a debate or discussing the last speaker that we had for this week talking all about Botox and fillers. But you please, before you engage in discussion, opinion, questions, etc., you'll need to first watch our guest speaker this week and a link and, you know, don't forget sure, that's inside it. your portal, right? Or inside your membership site. Yes. So that's one way to do it. And I think this is one of those areas where you can really use your founding members and offer them a, a discounted price in exchange for their feedback the first three months, right? Like, so you guys yes. are getting this founding price, this beta, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it a beta test. Some people call sure. it a focus group or a founding members. And all that I ask is that you help me make this everything you need so that you're going to find out from them, okay, do they want a devotional or, and you're literally not just going to assume what they want, but you're going to actually pull them. Okay. And find out like, okay. And uh, you know, a great way to do this is by creating a separate Instagram account just for this community. Yes. Right. Then, then you've got instantaneous polls, etc. You know, cause if you're pulling them just on your own and I would make it a private group, if you're pulling them just on your own private or on, on your own personal Instagram page, you're getting people who aren't members. You just, you, Absolutely. in order to get, to share your opinion, you actually need to be a member of this community of the Bible. You need to be a Bible babe. Yeah. And you can't get in unless you're one of those. That's right. And so then you make it a private Instagram account and that feels really exclusive and fun too. And you can use that to remind people. And remember, you got to hit people where they're at and some are on yes. Facebook, some are on Instagram. Okay. My next question to you is what are we pricing this at? All right. I've thought a lot about this. And we generally talked about it just for a, a minute whenever we talked this first time. Mm -hmm. But my initial thoughts are $19 a month for this first beta quarter. Okay. And we bump, we bump it up to 30 or $29.99 when we do the second opening of registration after this first three months. Gotcha. So for the first three months, anyone who signs up, they would get it at the this founder's price or the beta mm -hmm. price. And that's $19 a month. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's $5 a week, right? I mean, that's so doable. So doable. I mean, right. we could go to pennies a day, really. Yeah. And like you said, if you, just by offering discounts on certain things that you, people make that. Yes. Can make that up, up big time. Yeah. All right. Cool. I don't have a problem with that. I think pricing is interesting. You, you just never know. I don't know of a group or a membership site like this, Mindy. I really don't. I'm sure that there, I always assume that there's something someone else has done out there, but I just think this is a really cool, really niched, very much 
so in alignment with who you are and what you are unapologetically. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. It's really cool. And that'll be, again, when we talked about the platform that you host this on, it's really nice to use a platform like Kajabi where you can accept payments there. They can enter their email addresses there. So much of the content is automated. Is there any content that, okay, let's say I join four months from now. Mm-hmm. Will I get the previous, let's say, so let's say you're doing one interview per week is what you're thinking, which might be a lot. Okay. I don't, well, I don't know. You'll find out, right? I'll find out. Right. Yeah. Might, you might want to just do two a, a month, but let's say, so I joined three months from now or four months from now. Can I get those older? Pieces? My initial answer is yes. Okay. I would think if you're in, you could go in, but I also think about how many groups I'm a part of that have given me everything and I don't go back that often. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I would love to give them the access for the opportunity, but I don't know how many people actually would go back and see those. Okay. And yeah, and, and that's okay, right? Like if, if that's what I want, that certainly is incentive for people to join. Is there a time, like, so if say, for example, I were doing a course on parenting, just hypothetically, and there's like foundational things that I need to teach people. And then it progresses. If people are just joining at any point and I need them to go back and watch some foundational pieces, those are the kinds of things that you want to consider. And I'm saying that more for other people with your group. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Okay. Right. Because there's nothing that's like, Oh, you have to watch this first. Right. So you know what to do. No, I, yeah. I think it's plug and play. I think it'll be super easy to know how it rolls. Awesome. This is great. And do you have a domain name? I do. You've secured it. What is it? Well, I have the Bible Babes right now with a V. And Wait, I, with a V as in the? The Bible Babes. The That's Bible the Babes. Domain. Love it. Yes. And I am looking into just buying Bible Babes. I see. Oh, because someone it's, owns that right now. It's for someone sale. Owns, well, it's a, yeah. And they have a, a good you know, pretty healthy price attached to it. I believe that that would be worth paying that. Okay. But I almost feel like I need to just get this rolling first. Okay. Okay. And then go, go for that afterwards. Just so you have that sense of confidence. Is that why? Is that why that feels like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to buy this yet. A little bit of proof of concept. I'm I'm a little bit, and I'm struggling a little bit with that. Just given all the things that are going on with Lee's cancer and stuff right now Mm. is it's one of those things. I believe it will be great. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is also the first time I've ever done anything like this. So maybe it is confidence, mm-hmm. but it's also money. Mm-hmm. Sure. And do you have a logo and the branding in place? I've got quite a bit of branding in place. I just secured about nine different uh, graphics today that we finally have finalized on that we really, really like. Oh, so you've taken your logos and you've narrowed it down to your top nine. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I've got a logo and then we also have other photos that we want to use just for branding purposes. Mm-hmm. And they're just so pretty. I mean, they're <laughs> just girly and pretty and have like makeup and, and, and coffee and things like that. And them that I love that, like I saw it and I was like, oh, I want to be a part of this group. And that's who I'm hoping to attract someone that would think that as well. So I've got that. What else? That's good. Here's what I would recommend for those of you who are not inside the Marketing Impact Academy. And we we teach a lot of branding. And and if you are an MIA student, but you haven't been in the academy recently, dig into the new content we've added with regard to branding. But here's what I would say for those of you who are not MIA students, you should be. But in the meantime, start a Pinterest board. 
And here are the things that I would tell you to create. Start one board with subdivided boards inside of that board. So one that's just colors. Okay. And pick, you know, your three or four primary colors and everything's going to be in those colors. Pick fonts. You want two different fonts, one that's for heading and one that's for your, the body of the text, right? And they should be different. Like if you're, the body of your text should look different from the heading, right? So if one's fat and bold, then the body should be skinny and tall. Like they should feel different from each other. Okay. Okay. Then you want to create another board that's just images that would grab the attention of your girl. Okay. I would create another board that says, but never these images. <laughs> right. And that's important because you're going to outsource some of this. You're going to send it to a graphic artist and your graphic artist, your web developer team, your copywriter that you hire, all of these people, when they can really see what your vision is for this brand and what it is not, yes, you're going to save so much time and money. And you won't have to go back and revise and go like, no, no, you missed the point. In fact, I, I hate this kind of thing. And like, it's not this and it's definitely this. So I would create two boards, one that's like, you know, all the images that would grab your girl's attention. And then another one that's all the things that you would never want to see on your board. And then another board that's just like language, right? Like, so the types of text, you know, those little card updates that are like quotes, et cetera. The things that would be like, oh, this kind of stuff is great. It's so fun. And this is exactly what I'm, what we stand for. And that's like kind of your first step in branding. Cause it really does help you to identify like the look and feel. And I might also have you create, and this is just for your own sense of understanding. And I know that sounds crazy, but like to truly understand your girl. And I did this for the one through one and I also do it for MIA. And yeah, it's not going to include every single person, right? Cause I've got like an 75-year-old dude in Australia with a long beard who's an MIA member. But when I create my board, I'm just picturing like that person who's going to be really easy for me to talk to. And they're, I know that when I see them, I'm like, oh, they're going to love this. So create a board that's just like images of your ideal target audience. Because when I look at that board, before I write an email, before I create a video, I'm like, okay, I know who I'm talking to and I know how to speak to her or him. You know what I mean? So create that board just of like, okay, this is who they are. And, and it just, you become so much more bold and confident in what Bible babes is versus feeling like a little bit like, oh gosh, I hope I'm not excluding anybody. Oh, I hope this doesn't offend anyone. I hope, well, you know. And if, I, if I could speak to that, I'm, I'm not. And I hate that it, it may seem like that a little bit, but talking through this just helps me clarify some of those points because I mm. do only want women. I really do. I think mm -hmm. it's, I think that's who this is going to serve. Yeah. It's, and it's gotta be that girl who, you know, is fun and upbeat and loves hair and fashion. And if they can't stand it and it does, uh, flashes don't interest them even in the slightest, it's not for them. Yep. Yep. And I think that's something that I just probably need just to be a little bit more clear about. Yep. Doesn't mean I, I don't love the people who. Oh no, I love no, them but all. I, but I need to create the space for her. Well, and, and I, I, I won't serve her. It won't be good for her. It won't give her what she needs, but it will give that other girl exactly what she's wanting and yes. longing for. Yes, 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 yes. And I certainly didn't mean to imply that you are wavering in that way. I think we all do. I mean, I talk right. to entrepreneurs every day and I'll say like, well, okay, so is this for someone who's considering starting a business or someone who's 
you know, pretty ad- an advanced entrepreneurs had several years in business and they'll be like, oh, well, both. I'm like, eh, why both? <laughs> you know, pick one. Like, really don't be afraid to niche. Is there anything that we need to do again? Like when you were said, okay, you're in, we're in an elevator. You have like 30 seconds to tell me what it is you've got. And you, and you were like, okay, you're on the right track, but I think you didn't itch that down a little mm-hmm, bit more. Mm-hmm. Do you want do you want me to take a stab at that again? Or, uh, or yes, you want it yes. Like that? And I want you to start with an adjective for this girl. Start with that. Like what? Like what? Like, okay, well, is this a girly girl? Is this a glam girl? Got is this, it. Okay. So it's not just for women. It's for, yeah. like you even using the term girl or babe, like th- mm-hmm. that's kind of a different connotation than, than women, right? Yeah. So, so tell me what's the adjectives and again, fun branded that sort of adjective. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to write some notes. You write it out on, in a sentence too. Okay. Okay. Cause eventually you're going to need to memorize the sentence. Okay. Can I try one on you? Okay. This is for that girl who has a love for that glamorous side of being a woman, but also has a firm foundation in Christ, yet has no body to really share that with. Love it. Let's see how this feels. <laughs> Thebiblebabes.com is a private Christian membership site that gives the glamorous, Jesus-loving girly girl a non-judgmental place to share fitness, fashion, glam, and go deeper with God. When am I going to be like you? <laughs> this is not fair. I think it's perfect. You said I, all of those things. I did, but not so eloquently. I would think it would at least be inferred if I didn't say it. Can yep. you send it to me? Yes. And then, you know, these are the kinds of things that I know it sounds strange to memorize, but when it comes to grabbing people's attention. No, it's just like when you start every video. I know it. Yep, I know that yep, there's power yeah, in there. And, yeah. and then it just rolls off your tongue. Yeah. And, you know, I'll send this over to you if if I can remember it. It's where you start. All of our businesses, it's okay to pivot. It's okay for this to evolve. It's okay for it to start like this. And then you realize like, gosh, three months into it, I realized like all we're talking about is fashion or all we're talking about is fitness. And so, you know, it can evolve, but it has to start with clarity Okay. And, but just know it's okay to pivot. Well, Mindy, this has been so amazing. I know that you're going to serve so many women who are looking for this, thebiblebabes.com. By the time people get to listen to this episode, hopefully they'll be able to go there and at least provide their email address to learn more. In the meantime, where are you the most active in social? Probably on Instagram. And it's just my name, Mindy Lawhorn. Spell Lawhorn for us. L-A-W-H-O-R-N-E. Beautiful. Mindy, thank you so much. I love you. Thank you. I love you so much. Thank you. Hey, what do you think? Was that so cool? Like, like how she's so good. It, it just kind of blows my mind. She's also been doing this a very long time. She's so, so, so smart, but she gets kind of what people want. She understands how, how to maneuver in a way in which she gets people to react and she gets people to commit. And I think we all have something to learn from that. It's not done in a false way. It's done in a, well, you know, how can we reach people on their level and, and where their pain points are way? And then let's, you know, go from there. If you don't know who she is, please follow Shalene Johnson. She has a Build Your Tribe podcast. She has the Shalene Show podcast. They're awesome and good. She's amazing guest speakers, but they're funny and they're real. And then, you know, if we connect at all, you're probably going to love her. 
I love that she's a glamour girl. I love that she's so funny. I love that she has such a high level of daily action for her heart, for her body, for her marriage, for her kids, and for her faith with Jesus. It's something that I believe not only we can all learn from, um, but it's something, in my humble opinion, that gives us, or at least is what happened with me when I met her and really became close to her. It's almost like that relationship gave me permission to be me. Think about that for a minute. What do you not do because of what other people think? What do you hold back because of what other people will say or feel or what your family will feel? I love my family dearly, but I had to stop caring what they thought or what anybody else thought and care more about what Jesus and my family thinks. And that's exactly now how I'm in front of you. Think of all the people that would have, you know, just think of all the negative things that go on in your brain. And I know I don't have a great voice. I've been teaching fitness classes for almost 30 years and I'm 20. I know I've got that kind of voice. People ask me all the time, do you have a cold? Have you been smoking? And I'm like, no, it's just my voice, people. But here's the thing. If I let the devil hold me back with, I don't have a great voice or, you know, I'm not the best speaker or whatever negative thought comes in your mind, then you're going to be paralyzed and you have to step out on faith just like I've done and allow these words and allow these promptings from God, even though they come from other people, allow those promptings to make you move. I love you, sister. Please come to thebiblebabes.com. I would love for you to be a part. If you're listening to this now, we're starting a Christmas devotional that only you can get through being a Bible babe. It's not at Hope and Struggle. You can't buy it. You can't get it. You have to be a babe this time to have it. I would love to have you be part of it. And if you listen to this later on, come to the Bible Babes. I've got a lot more in store for you. All right. I love you. Bye.